It's Samantha and Danielle. Welcome to Can You Talk, a podcast about body confidence and self-acceptance. We're sisters on a journey to love ourselves better. Each episode, we'll explore different aspects of body confidence and we'll share our unique experiences. If you're currently struggling with accepting your body or you need more support in your journey towards self-love, we want to be there for you. We hope you enjoy it. All right. Hi, Danielle. Hi. (laughs) Hello. How's it going? Pretty good. Kind of hectic because I teach second grade, as you know. (laughs) But I'm going back to school next week, so just trying to get everything planned out for that. Um, And, yeah, that's pretty much it. What about you? Um. Let's see. Well, I'm super excited because Joe Biden announced his VP pick is yes. Kamala Harris. Woo! <laughs> and so that was a really exciting way to end today. Um, yeah, he like just announced it like right before we started recording. So how exciting. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully our first woman vice president. Besides that, um, things have been pretty much um, the same as usual. I don't think there's really anything too hectic going on. It's just more of the same like um, day to day. Mm -hmm. When will this all end pandemic wise? But other than that, I feel like it's everything's good. Well, you and Will have been both working from home, right? How's that going? Yeah, we've both been working from home, and it's actually been really good. I feel like our new um, townhome, while it's had its difficulties and challenges, <laughs> space-wise, it works really well for us. Mm-hmm. Like, I work downstairs. I converted the dining room into an office, and then Will um, has his office slash man cave <laughs> he stays in, um, or works out and not stays in. That's <laughs> also going to be my room when I come to yeah. it, hopefully soon. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's been going well. I, f- I feel like um, at first it seemed kind of like it wasn't going to be the greatest thing ever to have both of us working from home. Mm-hmm. But it's worked out because, um, honestly, we barely see each other throughout the day except for, like, brief uh, stints over lunch or something like that because we're both just really busy, which is great. Um, so it's working. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And then um, let's see. I think – You know, last episode we talked about just exercise and our relationship with exercise and all that. And um, last week I downloaded the Sweat app, which is Kayla. It's I never know how to say her last name. It's Sina's or Mm Itsines, one of those. Yeah, I know Um, what you're talking about. I don't know how to pronounce it either. (laughs) Yeah, so I downloaded that app, um, and I really like it because you can. It gives you like suggested workouts for each day and then you can track the workouts that you do. And if you'd like, you can track like your weight and photos like, you know, progress, Mm -hmm. uh, progress photos or whatever. And I haven't done that yet because uh, I think that is can kind of be like a dangerous spiral. Right. I can I tend to become a little bit too obsessed with the numbers. So Mm -hmm. Trying to stay away away from that, but 
I think that I'll probably do progress photos just because as like a type three Enneagram and a type A person, I feel like having certain goals is um, is helpful and it makes me feel better. <laughs> yeah, you always like work really well when you have something that you're like striving towards, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a fine line. It's a thin line between obsession and beating myself up over things and wanting to be healthy and like succeed at something. So I think it's just like being aware that I can cross over that line really quickly and knowing if I do to bring it back a little bit. So that's why I haven't done the any kind of tracking so far except saying like I worked out this day this day this day because that feels good to look back and be like oh that feels really good to like know that I ran one day last week and then I did you know xyz workouts the other four days like that just feels good to me yeah I've been um still doing these dance videos on YouTube I like um I think her name is Kyra Pro a lot and I love it because there's like Hamilton and 90s jams and Disney Channel jams. So if you like just like a quick um, workout to do, that's really fun. I highly recommend her channel. I've been aiming for like, I think I've been pretty consistent with three times a week right now, Um, which like, honestly, I've never been consistent with working out so that's pretty good for me and I'm happy with that (laughs) nice that's good it's important to have fun with it yeah and like who doesn't want to just like put the cheetah girls on and dance (laughs) around how much fun is that I mean some people might not want to but (laughs) I'm just kidding I think they're losers just kidding (laughs) So let's talk a bit about this week's interview and our special guest. Um, Mm -hmm. We recorded this, I want to say a month ago. It might have been a little less or a little more than that. I can't remember. But um, Tiara Richardson is one of my friends from a past job that I had. She's just extremely talented in the – website creation space and she recently founded her own company and so we had her on to talk about dating and body confidence and Mm -hmm. especially online dating and how that affects our body confidence we also talked a little bit about and i know we struggled with this word during the episode too but the fetishization of black women in online dating um And I feel like I learned so much from her in that conversation. So thank you for sharing your experience with us. I definitely appreciate her being so vulnerable about her experiences. I know these things can be really hard to talk about. And I think the more we talk about it, the more um, we'll all feel comfortable and able to like – just kind of move on from things that have hurt us in the past Mm -hmm. and take control of how we'll react to things moving forward. And so I know we talked a lot about Tiara's experiences with online dating, but I also just wanted to talk a little bit with you, Danielle, about our unique experiences. So, you know, if you want to share anything. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, my online dating experience wasn't, like, something I look back on super fondly. <laughs> there were a lot of not great guys who I encountered, but I did end up meeting my current boyfriend, John. We've been together for, holy cow, almost five years now. <laughs> um, but I think being curvier that brought just a lot of um like not nice comments from guys or very like underhanded comments like oh wow like you're so pretty for a fat girl or um I'm trying to remember like oh you have such a pretty face you should lose 50 pounds things like that um, so not great, but towards the end, I, like, right when I was about to delete the app from just being, like, so over different guys, like, stupidity, <laughs> um, that's when I met John, so it did work out in the end. <laughs> Why don't you tell us a little bit about your experience, too? Well, before we get into that, I just want to uh, just dive a little deeper, sure. if you don't mind. Um, yeah. So when when those things would be said to you how like how did you react in the moment how did it make you feel and how do you how do you think you would react now um good questions (laughs) I think in the moment I remember just like being upset and like crying to my roommates at the time about like the mean comments um I would either just delete the guy on the dating app or just not respond a lot of the time where now I feel like I would maybe call him out a little bit or at least just acknowledge like how rude that is. But also at the end of the day, like that guy who's being so rude already, like I don't even know if he would care that he's being rude or that he's like, hurting somebody's feelings. Um, So I think focusing on, like you said, like my own reaction, because you can't control other people. So just like, I think now I would hopefully not let it affect me as much mentally um, because I have like gained a lot of confidence in recent years. So I think that... um, or I'd like to think at least that I wouldn't have been as impacted by that now. So now I want to hear about your experience. I think one thing that stands out in my mind is um, I was talking to this one guy and, uh, you know, on Bumble or whatever. And, and on those apps, you put your best pictures forward. <laughs> Right, you're not, like, putting a picture up with, like, a messy top knot and, like, looking like a mess. (laughs) Which, like, maybe I should have because that's what I look like every day. (laughs) Especially during this pandemic, (laughs) don't we all? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, um, so uh, so I I feel like in those photos, though, I try to do, you know, like, show a full body photo show you know 
one with sunglasses, one without sunglasses. Like you just try and get a wide variety. Yeah, so you're you trying to be like versatile. <laughs> yeah. With this one guy who I was talking to, who I think the issue here is he seemed so nice and like so interested in me. Mm-hmm. And then during one part of the conversation, he was like, can you send me a full body pic? I was like, oh, I mean, there's one on my profile. He's like, yeah, I just wanted to see an, another one. Um, and I was like, hmm, okay. And I'm embarrassed to say that I, I did find one and send one to him. And mm. looking back, why did I do that? I, I think it's because I felt like our conversation was flowing really well, and that was pretty rare. <laughs> right. And so I felt like I should for some reason. And I didn't like I don't I didn't find I don't think that my body's like this terrible thing. But then I sent him this photo and then he stopped talking to me. Hey. And um, I mean, now I, I can laugh about it because obviously, like, who cares? It wasn't going to work out anyhow. But it just sends you into this like spiral of thinking about yourself in a negative way, like. What didn't he like about my body? Was is it that my bottom teeth are a little crooked? Is it that you know my thighs are a little bigger? Like it just sends you into this spiral and right and like it could be like that that wasn't even the reason like why he stopped talking to you like it could have been anything but like of course our minds go right to there totally but also why am I like you already have these pictures of me and if you don't want to meet me based off of those pictures then that should be a red flag and I didn't see that red flag mm-hmm. in the moment I'll be um, like what do you want like a full profile a resume like what else yeah what else exactly. do you want dude <laughs> yeah and like why don't you show me a full body picture but like that's not a priority for me but for him it was so it's right. like eh, it should have been a red flag and so And I realized that I come into this conversation with a lot of privilege, like just being, um, you know, a white woman who's, who's by society's standards on the thinner side. Like I don't consider myself thin, but like as far as privilege goes, I definitely am. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but even coming from that privilege, like I, I felt really let down by myself in that moment and just like really down on myself in that moment. So I can only imagine how other people feel. Yeah. It just like sucks that like we can put so much of our self-worth into like a conversation with a guy we don't even know. (laughs) So yeah, that, that was my like, uh, you know, kind of standout moment when Mm. I realized how much dating apps can affect the way we see our bodies. And I'm sure so many other people feel that way. So what what are some tips you would give girls who are dating, online dating right now, um, to kind of deal with that? Because even if people aren't being mean, like, you know, it's still a looks game on these apps. So right. like you're still you- like being judged by you're judging a book by its cover every time. <laughs> yeah. So how did, how, like what tips would you have for someone uh, who's 
online dating right now to kind of keep that confidence up? Um, I would say maybe instead of like, yes, you still like consider how somebody looks and if you think you'll be attracted to them, but maybe focus more on the conversation aspect and like if the person seems like someone who you might have chemistry with. Um, probably like try your best. I know it's way easier said than done, but try not to like put your self-worth in the hands of a stranger. Mm-hmm. Um, like if they say something mean or if they stop talking to you for whatever reason, like in the end, like it just wasn't meant to be or you two weren't compatible. Like don't put the pressure and the blame like on yourself because I just think like it just wasn't meant to be. And I think that there's something much better around the corner. <laughs> yeah, that's that's good advice. Um, anything else? No, I think that's pretty much it. Um, if you have had, like, really terrible experiences with online dating, I'm so sorry. And I hope it gets better soon. Um, I hope you, like, relate to one of our stories and it helps you just feel a little less alone. Yeah. All right, so now on to our conversation with Tiara Richardson. We're so excited to have Tiara Richardson on the podcast today. She is the co-founder of Girl Code Digital Studio and has more than 16 years of experience in the digital and marketing industry, working with top brands such as Macy's, The Curvy Fashionista, and Lane Bryant. When she's not working, you can find her playing with her dog, Toby, and cheering on her Philly sports teams. Tiara also recently wrote a really insightful and vulnerable article for Medium that actually ended up being recommended in its curated stories about being a Black woman in corporate America. And I'll link to that in the show notes because it is a must read. Tiara, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Yeah, thank you for having me. So Samantha gave a bit of your background, but we'd love to know just a little bit more about you personally. Can you tell us about yourself? Yeah, so I am originally from Philadelphia, and I now reside in Raleigh, North Carolina, and I've been here about nine years. Um, I love to design, so I'm always been into fashion design and uh, now web design and UX. Um, And I work full time as a UX designer in addition to running my business. Um, I'm single. I don't have any kids. Um, I just have a crazy dog. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And I'm definitely a true Virgo and an ambivert, which is a combination of an introvert and an extrovert. Oh, yeah, I relate to that. Yes. <laughs> but I'm finding with the whole lockdown that I definitely lean more towards introverted. Um. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't want to go anywhere after this. Right, I know. See, I feel so like hard. I'm the opposite. I'm, like, ready to go everywhere after this. <laughs> you said you're a Virgo. So what's, like, the number one trait of being a Virgo? Um, I like to say that we're the best of the Zodiac. 
Um, <laughs> um, you know, because Beyonce is a Virgo, Michael Jackson, okay, yeah. you know, we're very talented. Uh- <laughs> That's so funny. Um, but yeah, Tiara is super talented. So if anyone out there listening needs a designer, um, you can head to their website. What's the website again it, for Girl Code? Uh, girlcodedigital.com. Cool. Awesome. So my sister, Danielle, who you just met, and I have talked a lot about online dating and how that's kind of affected by our body confidence. Mm. Um, just because guys can be really rude. (laughs) And when they're able to hide behind, you know, an app where they don't have to see us in real life and kind of talk to us face to face, they feel more emboldened to say what they want to say. Right. Definitely. Um, And actually, I was uh, reading an article that said that, um, where is it? So there was an article written by OkCupid co-founder Christian Rudder in 2014. So it's a while mm-hmm. ago. And it was about race and attraction. Mm, yes, I think I've read this. And the user data showed that most men on the site rated black women as less attractive than women of other races and ethnicities. Mm-hmm. Similarly, Asian men fell at the bottom of the preference list for most women. Mm-hmm. So I want you to kind of talk a little bit about your dating experience and a bit about the fetish- fetishization of black women that you've experienced yourself. Yeah. Um, I actually did read that okay Cupid article and I've read a few that all came to similar conclusions and it's really, um, it's really disheartening. Um, it really can mess with your confidence. Um, you know, growing up, there's a lot of different things within society and, um, you know, just in the culture that you just constantly am reminded that as Black women, you're considered the bottom. Um, and definitely the darker you are um, and the bigger you are, you're really at the bottom. Um, so me being bigger and darker skin, I've definitely struggled a lot with my confidence. And I feel like online dating has kind of compounded that because it's, I, I do feel like, you know, I definitely get way less messages than um, a lot of my white friends tell me that they do. Um, definitely less than lighter skin and definitely less than women who are smaller. Um, and I get a lot of messages from white men that are basically just sexual in nature. Um, and it's, it's like, yeah, I'm only looking for friends with benefits. Like, I'm only looking at you for a sexual partner. Or they really have a fetish for um, big black women. And they want to say things like, oh, I, I want to feed you. Which is just ridiculous. What in the world? <laughs> like, there's like this whole fetish about feeding big women. Which is just crazy to me. Um, so, <laughs> I get it from both I, angles. I have no words. I- yeah like you I'll get I've I've even gotten one time a white guy said that his fantasy was to portray a slavery like in the bedroom where like I would actually be the slave owner and he would be the slave and I was like 
I just can't. In the I world is wrong with these people. <laughs> How do you even respond to something like that? Like, I I hope you just didn't even respond to that. That's insane. Yeah, this was back in my m- m- mid 20s. So I like cursed him out and then blocked him. <laughs> <laughs> I love that response too. <laughs> but yeah, most times when I when I get crazy things, I'll either just block them or. I'll curse them out first and then I'll block them. That's just absurd. And I feel like dating apps, at least they've said they've tried to, I don't know, create measures that will make sure. I mean, at the end of the day, you really can't. But like measures that will make sure that the men who are harassing women aren't allowed on the app. Mm -hmm. Like, so I would hope that that is actually something that they're doing and that these men are like blocked. Yeah. Or something. So here's the funny thing, though, like. I do know that, you know, I've had um, some of the apps will respond and say, hey, we, we, you know, we got your report and, you know, we agree and we've kicked them off the platform. But like on one particular site, they would kick him off, but then he would rejoin under, I guess, like a different email. And then he would find me again and he was like stalking me. Um, Yeah. So I would just have to keep blocking him and he would still keep coming back as different people. (laughs) so they do try but there's definitely ways that you know they try to get around it yeah i feel like if these people really want to you know harass women they're they're gonna find a way right exactly (laughs) oh gosh well i'm i'm so sorry that those things were ever said to you i wish i could personally (laughs) slap them all in the face thank um, you on your behalf but (laughs) something that um i'm actually kind of ashamed to say that it just clicked for me the past couple of weeks just within like you know doing research about how to be anti-racist and just systemic racism Mm -hmm. it clicked for me that within the dating world preference is actually like systemic racism because you grow up uh, looking at people who look the same way that you do Mm -hmm. when you grow up and you see like white men as well. You see white women and white men together mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in movies, on on TV. And then you grow up and you're talking with your friends. And I mean, I've had friends say to me, like, I don't date black guys. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I feel like this is like, I think some people are going to feel very uncomfortable hearing mm-hmm. this, but that is a form of racism. Yeah, absolutely. Because we have been trained to prefer Mm -hmm. one race. And, um, you know, on dating apps, I think that happens even more because you can be so particular. Yes. And it's just like face value instead of getting to know a person. So it was interesting that I just felt like that clicked for me in the last few weeks about, you know, hopefully just going forward, kids um, can see that, when they are dating, like, let's not just look at one race because that's what you think you should date. Right. Yeah. Right, definitely. And I, um, so I grew up pretty much the only black person for the majority of my childhood at my school and like my, my neighborhood. And so I was, you know, all my, most of my guy friends were always white. And, you know, so naturally you have crushes on them. And my family is very like, they don't care about, you know, stuff like that. So I've always dated like whatever I've always liked, you know, Mm -hmm. I've dated white, black, Latino, Asian, you name it, Middle Eastern. So 
I, you know, definitely didn't grow up that way, but mm-hmm. I do, I mean, I even have people who are, you know, either I grew up with or that I'm friends with who have said same thing. Like, yeah, I don't date black guys or I don't want black mm-hmm. kids. Like, and they don't even like realize like how awful that sounds. That's so out, <laughs> like, that's so racist. And I mean, people, um, you know, I, I've also had friends say, um, you know, my parents would never approve of me dating a black man. Mm-hmm. That is racism. Yeah. Like, I I mean, it's so sad that it's taken like so many years for us to start to look at these things and hopefully change them. Mm-hmm. But like, first of all, who cares if your parents think that like they're not the ones marrying the person. Right. Um, and secondly, like when people do say that, I think it's important for us to call them out going forward. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Not you, me, white <laughs> women. It's important for me as a white woman to call them out. Right, right, right. No, I totally get that. And I've, I mean, I've had that even happen to me where, um, you know, growing up, um, I'll have like a crush and, you know, we like each other, but they'll be like, oh, my parents don't let me date black girls. So then, you mm. know, no, I, I get it. Yeah. How do you think that like something like that might have affected your body confidence now? Um, I know you touched a little bit on that, but I'd be curious to hear some more. Yeah, I think what I've realized, because I've been doing a lot of reflecting and talking with my therapist about things, and I am starting to realize how much of an impact my childhood had on has on me. And one of the things that's just culturally, traditionally different between white girls and black girls is that black girls are usually celebrated for their curves and being big in the black community isn't always a bad thing. And, you know, there's plenty of black men who love curves, whereas where I grew up, um, you know, it was the opposite. White girls were Mm -hmm. dying to be thin and a lot of my friends were uh, uh, anorexic and bulimic and you know if you had a butt it was bad and you know the skinnier the better and so it you know definitely played into my self-esteem because I've always been bigger um so I just never felt good enough and you know even there's a lot of things that's ingrained into culture as girls anyway where you're always on a diet even back in like third grade Mm -hmm. or you know one of your friends is like a size two and are like I'm fat and you're like girl like seriously (laughs) (laughs) you know and so I don't think people realize the impact of someone who you know growing up I fluctuated between a size 12 and a size 14 and a lot of my friends I was like the biggest in my grade and a lot of my girlfriends were like size eight and smaller, but they were all on mm-hmm. diets and they all thought they were fat. And so I'm always like, well, what are you saying about me? You know, and how does that, you know, how does that reflect on me? So I definitely have always struggled with how I appear um, because it's, it's just ingrained in you that being bigger is, is wrong. Yeah, I can um, like definitely relate um, to like, hearing your friends who are so much smaller talk about like oh I'm fat and I need to diet and like I hate this this and this about my body um but then like again what are you thinking about me who's quite a few 
couple sizes above you. <laughs> yeah. And I sometimes, they, you know, I would even say that and they'd be like, oh, well, we're not talking about you. Like, you're pretty. And I'm just like, like when they would make fun of, you know, girls who were bigger and like, oh, she's fat and stuff. And I'm like, oh, we're not talking about you. And I was like, no, but you are talking about me because I'm bigger right. than her. <laughs> Maybe not directly, <laughs> but it's definitely making an impact. Yeah. So it definitely has a psychological effect on you. Yeah, absolutely. I think Danielle and I have really tried to kind of reframe how we think about those things. Like, especially, you know, if there's a day where I want to say, I feel fat, or do I look fat in this? Mm -hmm. Like, those are not things that need to be said, because ultimately, it does damage us mentally, because that we're just perpetuating that over and over again. Mm -hmm. So we try and... um, stay away from saying things like that. And, and I've noticed, you know, when, when I don't talk about that kind of stuff as much, then the people around me don't either. Right. Right. It's very, that's very true. Yeah. So, um, but just kind of going back to like you growing up and not feeling confident in your body and then getting on these dating apps, these men even perpetuate like how you already thought about yourself. Mm -hmm which is just so damaging. And um, I just, I wish, I don't know. I wish there was a way to just make it stop. Obviously that's like so dumb and trivial to say, but. <laughs> no, I, I totally hear you. Cause it, you know, it does affect your self-esteem and, you know, you know, I, I've always been someone who's confident in, you know, who I am as a person. Cause I do my best to try mm-hmm. to be, you know, a good person and I'm really into self-improvement and growth, but I've always felt like I was the ugly duckling. And anytime it's reinforced um, outside of like my circle, it just, you know, makes you feel worse. You know, I've definitely gone through depression. I've definitely found myself in situations with guys I didn't want to be in just because I wanted to feel liked and like loved. Um, and it's, it's definitely an everyday struggle. And I often take breaks from the apps just because mentally it's just, it's just very, very exhausting. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that just with everything being more out in the open these past few weeks, um, you know, black employees are calling out employers for being racist and all that. And, um, do you think there's a way to kind of call out these men as well. Like, can can you screenshot them? Like, can we just make sure the world knows that these men are racist and just terrible people? Yeah, just, like put them on blast. I like yeah. it. <laughs> yes, let's do it. I know that there was um, I don't know if it's still around, but there was an Instagram page that was solely dedicated to dating app screenshots for um women to post men behaving badly um Mm. because I do think that a lot of it is you know hiding behind the computer and you not Mm -hmm. you would never say that to someone in person but then also I think because of um platforms like Instagram and stuff where there's all these like Instagram models and filters and all this like you know and there's so many girls out there, from what I hear, 
who are just willing to, you know, just send nudes and all kinds of stuff <laughs> that it makes it harder for someone who's actually looking for something meaningful because they're expecting like, oh, if I ask for nudes or I can just send this penis pic and it's fine because all these other mm-hmm. girls were fine with it. And then it like makes it harder for someone who's actually just trying to get to know someone and find their person because they've been completely tainted by like the how much is out there in the internet world. So I'm I'm a huge fan of trying to bring back like traditional dating and meeting people in person once uh, we're allowed back out back out again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you haven't you haven't been on any video dates during quarantine? So here's the thing. I actually <laughs> I met maybe like three or four promising guys online. Um, and it was uh-huh. kind of like earlier on in the lockdown and t- like three of them, three out of the four of them decided to not talk to me anymore because I refused to meet up in person. And it's like, they still expect you to just, you know, they're just out here being normal to put everyone's lives. Yeah. <laughs> like I even, <laughs> I told a guy like maybe like a month ago, I was like, well, you know, I was really like, I really liked him. And I was like, well, maybe we can meet up, we can social distance outside in a park and, you know, wear our mask. And he was like, well, yeah. how am I going to make out with you? And I was like, who said it? Oh my God. What? <laughs> uh, no one said any of this. Like, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so it's just, it's been really hard to just find someone who's just not immediately looking for something physical. Mm-hmm. Right. Or an idiot. Right. Just an idiot. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and it's also crazy how many people, like, in their profile now, it'll say, I don't have corona. And it's like, but really? Like, <laughs> so, yeah. Like, I just don't think that, maybe I'm wrong, but I just don't think that any of these guys are, like, likely to be that incredible and amazing to, like, risk your whole life. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny that that guy was like five steps ahead like yeah it's crazy a lot of guys feel entitled of course I mean yeah you take them just being like idiots in general and then layer on top of that racism and layer on top of that sexism like it's just I mean yeah absolutely it's a shit show especially since you know the stereotype is that you know black women are more promiscuous and all crazy in bed and all this foolishness so I get I've I've heard a lot from white guys over the years that are just like oh I just want to know what it's like to be with a black woman and I'm like uh no I'm like you can find yourself a prostitute if you'd like it's just crazy (laughs) exactly um so when you first start talking with somebody is there like a part of you that's very worried that they are kind of Fetish, I can't say this word, fetishizing you. It's a tough word. It's really hard it's to like say. It's like a tongue twister. I'm so sorry. No. Um. <laughs> um, usually, I'm, I can spot it like immediately. Um, usually, after like a, a convo or two, they start to show themselves. Um, mm. And then I'm like, oh, okay, so I'm going to block you. Yeah, that's very smart. Um, so since you since we've talked about just how it's affected your um, 
self-confidence, just growing up as a black woman and also dating. Um, You mentioned that you go to therapy. What are some other ways that you practice self-love and make sure that you kind of remember that you're a beautiful human being? Yeah, um, I have um, like these affirmations on some post-it notes that I have around the house. Um, And it's just, you know, reminder, uh, you know, I'll see, uh, I have it in places where I, you know, I'll look like on the mirror and things and it kind of helps um, as well. Um, I have really great, you know, friends and family. Um, mm-hmm. I read a lot of stuff about, um, you know, self love and self care. And I try to always make sure that I'm doing stuff that makes me happy. Um, so, mm-hmm. um, TV, <laughs> try to <laughs> read a lot of like positive books. Like I really like um, the book by I think Jen Cicero, um, You're a Badass. Yes, yeah. I love that one. <laughs> so like I try to like read like positive stuff. Like um, I'm, I picked up um, Michelle Obama has a, a journal that's a supplement to her book Becoming. So I've, Mm, yeah, I started writing in that, um, and really just, you know, I do a lot of like self-reflection and, um, just things that, you know, make me happy and, and just try to block out the negative things and seek out the positive things. And one thing that I think Mm -hmm. has really, you know, helped me when I'm feeling low is, I follow a lot of Black plus size influencers on Instagram and um, YouTube. And, you know, I'll see them and I'll be like, oh, she's pretty or that outfit is cute. And, you know, she's the same size as me or small or a little bigger. And, you know, she looks beautiful. So then it makes me feel like, why don't I think I am, you know, and, you know, seeing like all the likes that they get. And it's like, okay, there are people who who do desire this and to, you know, knock it off. So it helps. Absolutely, TR. I wish I could give you a hug. Of course you're desirable. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank you. (laughs) Um, Well, I think that's all the questions that I have. Danielle, do you have anything else that you wanted to ask Tiara? Um, I don't think so. I'm excited. I think I might try out that post-it note thing you were talking about. I think that would be a good way to kind of reaffirm some positive thinking. So thanks for that idea, too. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Tiara, so do you want to tell us again where people can find um, information about Girl Code in case they want a digital advertising agency? And then also... um, if you want to like, you know, shout out your social media handles, or if not, if you'd rather remain private, that's cool too. Just <laughs> you want, where people can find you. A shameless self plug is available for you yeah. if you want it. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Yeah. So we uh, at Girl Code, we are completely dedicated to doing branding and uh, strategy and web design for women entrepreneurs and women solopreneurs and women-owned businesses. So our whole goal is to help get women looking great in their business online. Um, So you can go to girlcodedigital.com and take a look and hopefully sign up and want to work with us. Um, and if you sign up for emails, you get a free, um, checklist to make sure that your website is up to par. 
<laughs> um, and you can follow us on Instagram at Girl Code Studio. We're also on Twitter. I think Twitter is Girl Code Digital. Uh, you can get to it from the website. But we are <laughs> we're on uh, you know all the major uh, social media channels. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. Thank you for sharing your like perspective and your story. It was really cool to hear. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having this conversation. I love it. And that's our episode for today. Rate, review, and subscribe if you like us. Can't wait to chat with you later on Can You Talk? Can You Talk is not a substitution for therapy or medical advice. If you need to speak with a licensed professional, please reach out to your doctor.